I'll add a song from a rock group to the Spotify Hype Song playlist this episode. This will be the first ad for this particular band in three seasons of this podcast. Song just charted for the first time ever in the Billboard Hot 100, 36 years after it was released. You'll learn why coming up. What did you vote as the biggest pop culture moment so far in the year 2022? We'll have that conversation. And Uncle Sam wants Cadillac Jack to join the U.S. Army. Yes, that story in the first five minutes of this episode. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you're already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Hi, my name's Donna, and I'm Kat's wife. Um, okay, so we have raised our daughters and Will to, and I know we've said this to them a lot too, like, listen, you dream it, you know, you can figure it out. You can do it. Like, no limits. Like, you know, the crazier things that someone comes up to you and says, and, and now it's like with kids, like, I'm going to be a famous YouTuber. Give it a shot. You know, I don't know. Maybe have a backup plan, but sure, give it a shot. Um, you know, Charlotte started uploading these videos onto YouTube when she was probably still like in middle school and they were videos about like One Direction and Harry Styles and Willy Wonka and they were getting like millions of views. One of them has like 2.2 million views. And she's, she's made bank off of this and too. And then, then she started getting checks. I mean like eight, nine hundred dollar checks a month. And she, all, she was making more than I was making. Well, okay. At the time. Well, she was though. So, okay. So she, um, yeah, I mean, like, it was amazing. And we were kind of like, okay, well, so I'm a big believer because my parents did not say this to, to me growing up in our generation. My dad preached constantly, like, get a good job, get benefits. Graduate college. Then. Right, yeah, graduate college. Don't, uh, you know, don't job jump around. You need to stay with the same company forever. Well, that's not the way the world is anymore. And in fact, I heard someone say the other day that you can get penalized now, like through LinkedIn and other job searches, <laughs> If you, if you have stayed somewhere too long, it looks like you settle, like you're just there for the paycheck. You're not challenging yourself anymore, which kind of makes sense. Like you don't want a new risk or, you know, you don't want to take any, take anything on new. Like if you've been somewhere 25 years, you're that employee that's over there just like okay, well, I was taking the paycheck. For, I was somewhere for 25 years. That's different with you because that was a very, you know, niche job. But like if you're, say, you're in the banking field and you just stay at the same bank for, right, right. I mean, that can be good, but it also in today's generation shows that you're kind of complacent. Okay, so roundabout story to tell you that I started watching this girl. Her name's Clarissa on TikTok, and she does these videos about, like, female truck drivers. And so, you know how I was telling you a couple of episodes ago that, like, I thought I could go back to law school because we've yes, always said yes. that would be a great attorney. And you have, you've agreed with that. I but unfortunately, that ship has sailed, and you convinced me of that. There's no time. Okay. There's no money. Okay. There's no, you know, I'm too right. old, all that stuff. I, okay. You basically quabashed my dream, but that's okay. okay. So, I have been watching these videos, and she makes this case for, like, women who maybe have not gone to college or, you know, have been raising a family. And her whole pitch is, like, women who, you know, need to be very independent and need, like, or need to help their family with money, like, quickly or whatever to become and get licensed to be a CDL driver. Love it. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, Commercial driver's license. Okay. 
So she like says that she started out like making a certain amount of money and then she made six figures within three months because right now, as you know, with the supply chain issues and everything, shipping and getting things from place to place is very difficult. And her, she just bought her, brought, bought her own truck, Caddy. Like, like an 18-wheeler? Yes. Oh. And she's so proud of it. And she's getting ready to buy another truck. So I'm thinking to myself, dang it. You've she's a always, long-haul trucker. You have always said that my biography, autobiography, is going to be what? Uh, my life in the far right lane with the truckers and uh, other stories on the road. Here we go. Okay. So if that is not destiny calling me, I don't know what is. And I mean, I don't know like what you have to pass. There, there's a lot, actually. Well, I don't think so. Because listen, I've been to the driver services with two of our children. One literally tried to parallel park 11 times. And the woman just wanted to get out of the car with her. And was passed like, listen, her. you passed. passed okay. I, I think it's different than when you're talking about commercial. I know. Driver's seat. Because yeah. here's the thing. The tires are so big. Like the one thing I do a lot of is I hit curbs. I, yeah, I kind of drift sometimes. But I don't think that's a big deal. Because when you're the trucker, you're like the big boss of the road. And, like, I can just see me sitting up high yeah. on my, like, seat. And I'm going to get me one of those, like, um, page boy caps and maybe some suspenders. Like the Angus Young wears from, from ACDC? 100%. And okay. I'm going to lay on my freaking horn. Like, if you don't get out of my way and you're like oh. me driving in the right lane with the truckers, I'm going to be up your rear end. And on the back of my truck, I'm going to have something like, don't tread on me or show me your boobies. Well, I don't want to say boobies, but, like, show me your wiener, you know, honk, honk. Okay. All right. You know what? Um, I, I go for it. Go for it. That's great. That's great. There's a lot. There's a lot to it, though. There, but if I could, like, st- as a side gig, I love side gigs. You know, I'm all about a side hustle. You, like, if you can make six figures and own your own truck, like, where do we park the truck? Uh, not in the cul-de-sac because we get turned in from the HOA. Yes. Um, from that angry man. But you, up the hill, yes. But you, you'd be gone a lot too. You'd be on the road, literally on the road again. Donna's like, can't wait be, to get on the road. That again. would make y'all sad. Extremely sad. But, like, would I be going exciting places like Vegas? No, you'd be going to like uh, um, 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 the Amazon Roanoke? distribution warehouse in Jonesboro, Georgia. Well, I'm a long haul trucker. I'm right, a well, CDL. You got to go, go pick up your load, though. Right, and, but and that it, could be like in Seattle. No, you West okay. Palm. Okay. All right, you're right. You're right. West Palm, Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Key West. Yep, yep. All yep, yep. Beaches, islands, everywhere you want to be. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I encourage you. Go live your dream. Go go live your dream. And like if you and I later retire to like some, like, you know, Costa Rica or something, then right. I can drive my truck around the island. Sure. Yes. And deliver like fruits and things. Probably not a new truck over there. No. Because they, they, yes, they'd steal it and sell it for parts and things. Yeah. Look into it. Re- research it. Let's let's do some research first. Let's, let's do a deep dive into that. I think there's a lot more to it than you maybe think right now. I, well, th- I think you're just you're, you're excited about it, and I love I that am. about you. You're very excited about the opportunity. I'm passionate. Become a long haul CDL. I'm a CDL. CDL yeah, trucker. Um, but I think we should do. You know, let's let's look into it a little bit. Maybe I go practice with someone. If there's somebody who is a I, oh, you know, we have a we have a pod peep that is a long haul trucker. If you're coming through here and you will let me drive your truck for a little bit, let's go for a ride from Virginia. Yeah, yes. let's go for a ride. Okay. Yeah. I was so excited when I got a text message over the weekend. From the United States Army, mm. Uncle Sam wants Cadillac Jack Donna. For what? Well, to, to, to be a, a military man. Okay. In the U.S. Army. <laughs> like to do, like to like be good morning, Vietnam. No, to carry a weapon. Okay, now. fight. We, you've already said that you would not even go in to do this when we were 
when we needed people recently. Sergeant Hernandez Sosa from the Army Recruiting Office Mm. writes, wanted to reach out to see if you're interested in receiving information about the Army or the Army Reserve. Please let me know if you have any questions. Hablo Espanol. This just comes in out of the Right there it is. Yes, goes to my unknowns. And you pulled this up. I got it about 10 days ago. And you're like, hmm, who's this? I got very, very, I got very excited about it. You know, I mean, to, I, I don't have the time to take this on to, to, to serve the United States military right now. But I'm honored that the that the military thought enough of me uh, to to invite me to join the ranks. Well, here's the thing: I'm not going to quabosh your dream. Uh-huh. But my question would be: What's the vetting process like? How do they get to you? Is well, this I'm, just like people breathing over the age of a certain age? Uh, no, I don't believe that's the case at all, Donna. I think like you don't think they they certainly didn't buy a gym membership list or something. Like how would they have gotten gotten your name? I don't know that that matters. What matters is in, in order for Sergeant Hernandez Sosa to send me a text message to my phone number, you I'm, I'm sure I've been vetted already. Wouldn't you think that? Uh, yeah, I'd like to play this out a little bit. Like, could you go and like do a test, like do the initial test, like maybe the sit ups and the push ups, just to see if they because well, I, I, I have also been told that. It, you know, a long time ago, people would always say like, and this is terrible, but like if they didn't think that their kids, you know, were going to, or, or their kids were maybe troublemakers or something. Oh, send them to the military. You know, we've had a lot of people who are military recruiters tell us, uh, not the way anymore. Like they are not going to invest to take people through basic training yeah. that can't do a sit up. Right. Or they have behavioral issues and things Correct. like that. They're, they're not a, a, a correction. They're not a babysitting academy. service. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, I just wanted to, 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 to work that into this episode that I'm, I'm extremely honored that, that our country uh, thought enough of me to send me an unsolicited text message. I, I did not go to the recruiting office and seek out Sergeant Hernandez Sosa. He texted me. He sent me a text, mm. which is my unknowns. So I'm going to reach out to him just to see what's going on, see what he has to say. You never know. I mean, here, Donna, listen, you could become a, a long-haul trucker, and I could become a, 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 a career military man. I, I, listen, I'm late all for in life. Late in life. We would be doing these things late in life, but There's nothing earlier, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, I'm, I support that 100%. I like a man in uniform. Yes, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, and I'm honored. Again, I'm just totally honored about it. Just, just being considered. Sure. I'm, I'm past considered if I got a text message from Sergeant. I think uh, you've moved into the fast lane. Hernandez Sosa, yes. So I'll give you an update, a couple episodes about that when I reach out to Sergeant Sosa at the U.S. Army Recruiting Office. Miss Brightmore is Wednesday night, July 27th, 6 o'clock on the Brightmore Healthcare Campus in Griffin, Georgia. And I will be your MC. Nine beautiful young ladies, Don. I love this. Have signed up to participate as contestants in the Miss Brightmore beauty pageant. Now, I've been told, interesting here, I've been told, don't say beauty. Yeah. You know why? Because they get very, very... Um, Competitive? Yes. Yes. No. Oh, they'll say. They'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm more beautiful than she is. Why oh, did gosh. she win? Yeah, it's, it's very, very catty. I love it. Well, it's not catty. It's like, they don't have a filter. They're, they're like, I know I'm beautiful. I'm going to tell you. At that age, you tell people what you think. I'm beautiful. I was in a meeting on, earlier this week, at Brightmore and Griffin. Um, they haven't done this in two years because of the pandemic. And I met Miss Brightmore 2018. It was still alive and kicking. Okay. And she's a resident. Well, the pandemic started in 2019. 20- she made it through, yeah. Right, right. But she was the last one crowned. 
as Ms. Brightmore. So do all of the facilities do this and then they send them? So, like, so if they win, where do they go? They go to state. All Stop the way, it. We're going to state. All the way to state, Don. Yeah. That's my pledge to the ladies when I met with them, the contestants. We're going all the way. Some, someone, one of you nine beautiful young ladies is going to state to represent Brightmore Healthcare. So are you like coaching them to get them there? I'm, I'm a pageant mom. I've become a pageant mom. <gasps> yeah. Um, Miss Brightmore 2019, Miss Fane is her name. She's a nun. She was a New York uh, New York Police Department auxiliary officer. What? Yes, she was. Um, she was a nun. She um, was born in Costa Rica. I love this. She stands about five three, and in 2018 at state, she placed third. Should have won, but she placed third. Some bad judging. Um, her her talent, Don. Guess what her talent was? Hula hooping. No. Tap dancing. Stop it. I'm told. That she could do kicks as 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 high as a rocket. A, ah, that might be a stretch, but close, close. Wonderful, beautiful young lady, truly is. Uh, has an accent, you know, being from Costa Rica. Um, but there's a picture of her in a room, and she still has her crown and her trophies and all that. But a picture of her in her nun outfit, her nunnery. What would we call her habit or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that you know, her her, her dress, her, her official sister, her dress. Uh huh. Um, just a fan, just such a great personality. So many. They, so what are like? What are the different? Do they do a bathing suit? Do they do? Do they answer a question? Uh, they do they a answer, talent. They, they answer questions. The uh-huh. talent competition, the talent portion, we, we've 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 uh, we've moved that out. It's not going to be a part of, of this year. We've it's moved, not fair. We've moved that on down. Yeah, we don't need broken hips. Uh, listen, if, is, is, if Miss Fane cannot win state tap dancing, nobody like can. a rocket, then we need to just kind of eighty six the whole. What did the winner do? Talent. I wonder. Um, what for state? I wondered the same thing, and and no one could remember. You go to Stone Mountain. That's well, where it's held. Okay. Stone Mountain, Georgia. No one could remember. All so right. um, tickets are available if you'd like to join us on Wednesday, July 27th for Miss Brightmore. Not beauty pageant. Ms. I love Ms. this. Miss Brightmore Like pageant. evening gowns? So what are you going to wear? Yes, uh, I'm going to wear a, um, a velvet tuxedo. Well, the, the theme is, what is it, Donna? A sweet peach? A, pe- a sweet peach. Yes. So I'm, I'm thinking I'll do a... Um, a, a, a peach, peach colored tuxedo. If I, I can. love that, I'll yeah. help you with that. Yeah. Like velveteen, think Wink Markendale. All of that. I'm going to get that microphone. Remember how he had the, like Bob Barker? Yes, like with the long stick. Yes, the stem yes. with a little ball on top of it. I'm going to do that. It's very nostalgic. We're going to have peaches everywhere. You're going to have to talk slow though. Like you're going to have to. You can't overrun these women. Here's you know the, what I mean? Here's the thing about the question and answer portion. Just what's your name? No, they've already answered the question. Oh. So they're just going to feed back Their what answer. they wrote down. Yeah. You got you know because. They're getting up there. Well, I mean, I can't There's remember nine, anything. And you know? I'm, yeah, I mean, God bless them. But I think it's fantastic. I think it's an opportunity for these young ladies to uh, get get the, the attention that they deserve. Their families all come. It's held in the dining hall. There's there's decorations. There's staging. Uh, Chief uh, Yates, I got a message before we started recording this episode of the podcast, five minutes before we got in here, that Chief Yates is in. I invited him to be a judge. When is this? I would love to come. The 27th of July. I'm coming. Six I love o'clock. this. You know, starts early. Yeah. Six o'clock. Well, yeah. Because I got, you know, we got to, we got to hunker down and get to bed by eight o'clock. Right. Um, Chief Yates. Uh, do you think that they're like snippy, like with each other? Like, are they trying to like, do they like, you know, death stare each other in the dining hall? Like, Helen, you think I, you're I good. I don't know. They, they've got, um, if you don't have an evening gown, there's a, it's, not, it's like a, a thrift stop, a thrift shop, I guess, in Griffin, Georgia, that, that is ponied up and it's going to give evening wear for all the ladies. I love this idea. Yeah, I think so. Every place should adopt this. It's wonderful. 
So it's um, going to be big time. We'll give you updates as we uh, listen. There's the there's night. no age limit on fun. There she is, Miss Peach, Miss Brightmore, healthcare. Mm. It's going to be big time, big time. Tickets are on sale now. It's going to be a sellout. Get them while you can, and I'll meet you in the dining hall. If your father had an extramarital affair and became the father to a daughter and then daddy dies and, and, and mama dies and the little daughter who's really not part of your family is seven years old, do you accept her and welcome her into your family? This was a Reddit post in the past week that has gotten, let me tell you how much traction, nearly 11,500 upvotes, 1,400 comments. We'll include the entire thread, the entire link in the letter this Saturday. But there's a sister, who technically Donna wouldn't be your sister, right? Because Right. Uh, who says, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to, to, to raise this child. Well, she says that you know, she doesn't want a kid in her house, messing with her routines, ruining my own plans. I don't know her, like at all. And um, she said, truth is, I just don't want a kid around. And she was not compromising uh, her mother's health, and she wasn't fit to raise a kid. Um, so, yeah, the father and wife got into an accident. They both died. They left the sister with the paternal grandparents. And um, they are obviously, you know, elderly and aren't able to care for as much of, of the child. And here's what's interesting. The Reddit um, post, you know, there's a lot of different um, Reddits and subfeeds on Reddit. And um, this one is called, Am I the A-Hole? And it's when you are trying to kind of get feedback. Com- well, confirmation that what you're doing doesn't make you An the A-hole. A-hole. Yeah. And so most of the comments you were saying found that the, 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 the they agreed with her. Is supporting the sister who says, you know what, I, I'm, I just, I don't want to kid around. I, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, and the, this, the, the, the daughter of the, of the guy, her dad, who they want, you know, his, who, who doesn't want to adopt this other girl, had done, um, you know, a no contact with her dad. And basically what that means is she had deliberately cut off all communication. Um, it, it's called an estrangement. And just like, you know, basically do not contact me at all. You're done. We're done. You don't exist in my life. So it wasn't like her and the dad, you know, had had a great relationship and she had, you know, knew about this child and had semi been in contact and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know that that makes a difference, but they weren't involved in each other's lives. But it made me think a lot about, well, first of all, what do you think? Like, do you, do you think she's wrong I, I don't know enough about the circumstances. I think that it would be a very big decision to make. Either way, either way. I will say this, though. I'm shocked by this statistic that became part of this thread on Reddit. A study found that 27% of adult children are estranged from their fathers. Yeah. 27%. Yeah. Would you have thought that number would be that high? No. Makes me sad. Another study found that about 44 Percent of young adults faced some sort of estrangement with a relative. 44%. Yeah. But then that made me start looking inward, and I'm estranged from my sister. You yeah. Know, we don't have a relationship. We don't, we don't speak. So I'm, I'm, I'm in that, uh, I'm, I guess I'm not qualified as a, 
a young adult necessarily, but uh, I would be a part of that 44%. I, you know, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I, I, I think I'm surprised by the reaction of support for the half-sister who yeah. says, I'm not going to do it. I don't want kids around. That was never my plan. Yeah, I mean, I think at first blush I was too, but I've been thinking a lot about this kind of thing. And, um, you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about mental health. And basically the girl is saying, I'm not fit. Not that there's anything, you know, she's not abusive or anything, but I'm just not fit to raise a child. It wasn't in my plan. I purposely, like, I don't have kids. You know what I mean? It wasn't part of my life decision. And I think on one hand, you know, everyone says, oh my gosh, you should always help everyone at any time, no matter what. But then there's also this other side where it's, it should be, it should be okay and acceptable to put up boundaries in your life. And, you know, I think it's, sometimes it's like a, and I don't want to say this because I know men have, probably there are men who struggle with this as well, but I really think it is more of a female problem. Um, And I don't really know why. I think because we're taught to be, maybe not so much with this generation coming up, but I know my generation, we were kind of taught to be, you know, submissive and, you know. But the woman's going to be the point person. Is that fair? Yeah. But I also, I don't know. I just think that women a long time ago were taught to just, like, you know how your parents, and I stopped saying this to my kids. Like, if you say this to your kids, like, make sure you give Uncle Jimmy a hug or, you know, be nice to that person. Basically, what you're doing is taking your kid's ability away to discern their gut when something's not right. Okay, go go through that again for me. Discern. Okay. So like if you are always trying to make your kid a people pleaser in a way, and right. you don't mean to be, nobody right, sets right, out to do right. that, but you're like, be nice to, you know, and I always say to our kids, you don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't, and it's okay, but you need to at least be nice. There's a difference you know, in that, and I'm also tell the kids, listen, there's a lot of people that don't like me. It's okay for people not to like you because I think that's the thing that women especially suffer from is people pleasing and putting themselves last, putting their health last, putting everybody's, you know, and, and that's why women, you see it all the time. And, and it's funny on, on some levels, sometimes when you see it, but when there's the big breakdown that happens and it always happens on a vacation with a mom or something, because we, you know, as moms, we, go to the ends of the earth to make sure everyone's happy, including our husbands or whoever's involved in a trip or, or just anything, a birthday party, a dinner. Keep, keep everybody happy and, and, and... Yeah, a lot of balls yeah, juggling yeah, in the calm air. And, and then sometimes it backfires on you. And then your kids, you know, say something like, well, I didn't really want a party. And then your husband joins in and the other kid joins in. And you're like, why am I doing all of this stuff when nobody even cares? So... I think it's really important to be able as an adult and really to start it with your children to put up boundaries. So if they don't want to hug Uncle Jimmy, don't force them to hug Uncle Jimmy. You know, we've talked about this. I know maybe in a previous podcast, like if you take your kids to an amusement park and their thing is not roller coasters or riding rides, when you tell your kids, you're going to get on this ride, you're going to do this and you're not going to cry. You're going to, you have basically told them that what they're saying their Doesn't feelings are matter. invalid. Yeah. It's like when your kids are upset, and we've all done this, including me, calling myself out, and they're very upset, and you've had a long day, and you're just like, I just can't, I don't have it in me today. And you say something to them like, you're always so dramatic, or there's always a problem, or, you know, you just need to buck up and not feel that way. That's not good, because you're basically telling them that their feelings don't, don't matter. matter. And that you don't have time for them. Instead of saying, I understand. 
I understand how you're feeling. You know, let's talk about it. What can I do to help you? And sometimes they're going to be like, you can't do anything. And that's when you get frustrated because you're trying to tell them how to do something and they don't want to hear it. But sometimes they just need to vent. And they also need to know that they can talk to someone without being judged. You know, that... Or being told how to feel. Well, yeah. And like sometimes, and, and this happens with divorced parents too, or things like they tell you something and you don't want to hear it. And you say, that's not true. Or that didn't, you know, that's not what... Sometimes you just have to let them vent because they don't want to feel like, you know, if they're saying sometimes like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want mom to get mad or I don't want dad to get mad. You need to look at that because it means that they have a feeling that they can only say what's going to please you or what's going to make you feel better. And it's not always in the moment about making you feel better. It's about making them feel better. But I think as adults, we carry all this around. And like with this story, you should be able to stand up and say, I'm not financially able. I'm not mentally able to do this. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'm cold-hearted. And I've thought about this a lot, too. Like, you know, with new moms, this used to happen to me, like volunteering. And, you know, you just don't want to say no um, because you're then afraid all the moms at school won't like you, you know. Well, sorry, Donna, we're having to call you again, but, you know, everybody else works. Okay, well, lady, I work, too, you know. But I'm happy to volunteer. But guess what? I want to volunteer for the things I want to do. So it's okay to stand up as an adult and say, no, no, I don't want 42 of you coming over for Thanksgiving. I, I'm not in a good place this year. I can't handle it. Don't want to do it. Doesn't mean I don't love you, but I don't want to be the hoster this year. Can somebody else take it on? You know, you, you're just depleting yourself all the time when you're constantly doing and doing and doing and doing and doing for everyone else and you don't do any self-care for yourself. So that's that. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I thought this was a very interesting because I don't think most people would do this. What happens to little Annie, who is seven? Where does she go? Well, I don't know. And I mean, that is sad. You know, it, that, that's the other side is of it. Is she going to learn that, that, that her, her half-sister was, was offered the chance to raise her and, and, and chose not to? That's got to be hard. That's hard, too. To yeah. process, you know, at seven years old. Yeah. Or at, at, at any point in your life. You know? Yeah. I mean, hopefully later they could sit down and she, you know, the, the other one can say. And I would hope that it, well, and here's the thing. If the reason is that she doesn't want to do it because she's still mad at her dad for having an affair, that's her path to walk to. I'm not saying that it's like popular, but again, that's the other part of this. You shouldn't have to make up stories for why you don't want to do things. You should just say, you know what? It's not my thing. It's not my thing. And guess what? When it's not your thing, stay out of it. Like, if, if I go to movies, like we've talked about lately, and movies aren't your thing, then people don't need to be like, oh, you never go to the movies with each other. Why do you, you know, so it's okay to have your own things, too. I think that happens a lot, don't you? Where people are like, well, how come Jane doesn't want to come with us when we go bowling? Well, Jane doesn't want to bowl. She doesn't like to bowl. But it doesn't mean she doesn't love her husband. Or like you people, she just doesn't like to bowl. So if you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, brother, sister want to do everything together and y'all are in lockstep, then that's fantastic. But a lot not of everybody is. Not everybody is. And it doesn't mean there's a problem. It just means that like I like to hike 10 miles. You don't want to walk down the driveway. Do not. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Same location for over 40 years. A locally owned small business that Donna now runs and is at the either in College Park or in Gainesville. 
six out of seven, if not seven out of seven days a week, Don. Yeah, we had actually had a pod peep, Jan, who reached out, and she had um, heard us talking all the time about gallery furniture and how great they were. And she said she she's another one of these people, and there are so many of you listening, who had driven by gallery furniture over 100 times. And she said, I have used it as a landmark. But never been in. Like when there was a, I forget what the restaurant was, and maybe it was like a, across, the street. across the street. She said, I would say to people, you know, it's across from that gallery furniture with the Wolfman guy. And she said, I had never been in to the showroom and she went in she needed a couple um, a couple of mattresses she's redoing like a um, lake house and needed some mattresses and she went in and worked with donna got great deals took them home that day which she that was her big thing she's like i've got to get she had a bunch of people coming up with kids and stuff for bunk beds and she's like i cannot wait six months for these mattresses and she said it just became so frustrating looking online because she would find something and it would be sold out. Or they would say uh, it was two ninety nine, but she said then by the time she clicked through it and got through her cart, somehow she was up to $400. So if that's been happening to you, remove that frustration. Go up, deal with a real live human with real live prices, with real live delivery times. And if you don't want to take it home, we talk a lot about, you know, strapping your stuff down and taking it home yourself. If you're not one of those people, I'm not. Let them bring it to you. They'll put it on a delivery schedule and bring to you. They just make it so easy. Listen, I've seen Donna load up a a, a sofa in an ottoman on top of a a Toyota before in Gainesville. Tie it down and send you on your way. But delivery is an option. Take it home. The day that you go to Gallery Furniture and you find it at the showroom, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Follow them on Instagram at Gallery Furniture GA. Multiple photographs, multiple pics every single day on the Instagram account of, of new arrivals and things that are on sale and things that are discounted at Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture Gainesville delivers the letter to you every Saturday morning at 910. To subscribe, text left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D, no spaces, left on red. To the number 22828. Donna, you're adding Taylor Swift to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Yes. Love the song, The Man. Um, here's a couple of interesting things about this. So this was on the Lover album, which was a great album. It was just happy. Well, it was happy, but it was like her getting her digs in where she needed to get them in, as she always does. What year was this? Do we know? Um, recently. Good enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's what I found really interesting is you know how um, Taylor Swift always leaves Easter eggs and like videos and stuff. Explain what an Easter egg is. Easter egg is a um, it's a it's a sign or like she I, she puts them in liner notes too in the albums. And it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like, like a, a, a like egg an hunt. Easter, the reason they call Easter it egg, egg hunt, yes. yeah, because you're sort of finding they're clues to things that might come up or might be happening. Upcoming, yeah. Yeah. So in the video for the man, and basically the man was written about you know like if I was a man, I would get. You know, I'd go to the front of the line. I'd get all this stuff. And, you know, I'm, you know, as a woman, sometimes we have to, like, hang, hang it a little bit back in the background sometimes. But we don't need to, ladies. But anyways, um, we don't need to go back down that road. But anyway, on the video, she has, um, on the subway, there is a poster of a fictional company. And it's called Boss Scotch. And it's this guy laying back with a um, cigar in his hand. And um, it says, capitalize on the feeling. And guess who it's a picture of? I have no idea. Scott Borchetta. Well, who, okay. Who, who ran it looks the, like him, yeah. Who ran the record label that, that she originally signed to. Yes. Big Machine Records. Exactly. And then there was the big dispute, and, and, and they kept her masters, and, and she went on to a new home. 
Yes, and so the other one that we know she does not like is obviously Scooter, Scooter Braun. Braun. So in the video, there's a sign that says, and it's on the street that says, no scooters allowed. And everyone okay. thought that it was a reference to like electric scooters, but it was no, a veiled reference to... That's, that's not really even veiled, I don't think. Yeah, Scooter Braun. So it's stuff like that. Um, and her dad, I thought this was really interesting, her dad, Scott, if you remember the video, and it was the one where Taylor was looks like a man. She was dressed up as a man yeah, yeah, yeah. and did it. I mean, look, she looked like a brother. But um, her dad, Scott, was the um, referee in the tennis match where she kind of goes off on like the other opponent or okay, whatever, okay. like Serena or Venus. So I just, I, I love this. Um, I love this song. It's, it's just a really good one. And um, it's fun. It's catchy. Her, her dad, Scott, was a banker. Yeah. His, his entire life in the banking industry. Shortly after she hit, said the hell with it. I'm done. Both mom Andrea and and, and Scott travel with her uh, on the road. Well, until they and I think even though they've gotten divorced, they're still both pretty involved. And her brother's an attorney who handled all of her um, for a while. Handled all of her legal stuff. affairs. Yes, legal affairs, which I'm sure there's a lot of. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. All right. Okay. Ready? What about you? You ready? You ready? Yeah. Okay. We have never in three seasons of the Spotify hype song playlists we have never added this particular group. They entered the Hot 100 for the first time ever, just a couple of weeks ago. With this particular song, 36 years after it was released. Metallica. Metallica. Master of Puppets. Oh my God, we're adding that one? Enters the Hot 100 for the first time ever. Oh boy. Following the song being included on the Stranger Things soundtrack. And so it's being exposed to a brand new audience of, 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 of listeners and, 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 and fans now. Yeah, we have talked about what Stranger Things has done, and I was saying that a lot of these kids um, that are watching it are going back, and um, they're obsessed with the you know older kind of rock music from that time period. Um, it's amazing. It's kind of it's very similar to TikTok again. How you know they're very smart, just like we were talking about the other day in the last podcast about um, the new Thor movie. How the entire soundtrack is Guns and Roses. You know, it it does expose these kids to a whole new generation. A lot of these kids originally became aware of this music through Guitar Hero and video games. And and video games yep. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. And there it is. There it is. You voted that the biggest pop culture moment at the halfway point of 2022, the slap at the Oscars. Did you uh, read or see that uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, are they're going ahead with... Um, Bad boys. Yes, like six or seven or whatever number it is. You know, he, he can, of course, he being Will Smith, he can do as many movies as he wants. They just cannot be nominated for Oscars. Yeah, and I think he needed that kind of what we always call a palate cleanser for people right. to sort of. Did anyone have a question as to whether or not they thought that, that, that Bad Boy 7 would be nominated for an Oscar? You yeah, think, he didn't, they, don't, they don't need to be worried about yeah, that. Yeah, so. Uh, the number two biggest pop culture moment. We, I should have probably done these in reverse. And I didn't think about that. Yes. We're going back, sorry. Should we start over? No. no. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Here we go. You saw the movie? You loved it? Loved it. Loved it. I'm also loving the fact that, um, again, 
created a whole new um, cultural phenomen- phenomenon. There are all these people, including adults, who are growing out um, Miles Teller mustaches. Our accounting guy out. is. I Get told out. you the other day. He came up on the Zoom, and he's new. I mean, immediately, we're all like, when his Zoom box came up, because he's brand new, we what all all, all the women start texting each other. We're like, who's Miles Teller in right rear box six six number six? And they're like, wait, because everybody's screen's different. So they're like, well, on my screen, that's, you know, Jim from College Station. I'm like, no, no, no. Who does not have the Miles yeah, Teller no. mustache? Go two over. And they're like, okay. Well, what was the consensus from the ladies at the company on the Zoom call? Fantastic. Really? Okay. Yeah, that we, okay. we, we want to. Um, we need what, to, what do you want to do? We need to go over some invoices. Yeah. Yes. Miss Heard, in her frustration and in her rage and her anger, she would strike out. It could begin with a slap. It could begin with a, a shove. It could begin with, you know, throwing a TV remote at my head. And these day-to-day arguments were um, simply unnecessary. You voted the uh, Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial the third biggest pop culture moment the first half of the year 2022 in the letter. Do uh, you agree, Don, with everything? 100%. Uh, number four, by the way, um, Benefer is what uh, readers of uh, the letter and listeners of this podcast voted as the, uh, the fourth biggest moment. Yeah, I see that. I and think that would be um, ben, ben, ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez again. Re, re, reuniting, yeah. yeah. The My Second Act podcast is brought to you by Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, and find your awesome. Come spend the weekend with us. Come get away before the kids go back to school. In awesome Alpharetta. 30 partner hotels. Perfectly located to, to restaurants and retail and entertainment. Guests, the My Second Act Podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brands you know, depend on, and trust. Marriott Hilton and Weston and Brightmore Healthcare. Audio for this episode from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Metallica and Universal Music Group, Taylor Swift and Republic Records, Paramount Pictures, and Court TV on YouTube TV. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta, New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the Appen Podcast Network.